Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm just fine. How was your birthday weekend? Well, it was very nice. Um, Busy, busy, as you know. Uh, I went to Philly. It was Friday night. Went out with a bunch of lovelies to Natalie's for dinner. Uh And Saturday went uh, to Philadelphia with my mom and my sister. My brother came with us, but he was there just to drive my mother's car back. And then we met my son, Sean, and his girlfriend, Emma Connolly. And we had dinner at uh, Giorgio on Pine, which was wonderful. A lot of gluten-free specials uh-huh. and um the city was lit up in green so it was kind of a cool night to be there before yeah, the super bowl yeah, yeah. and uh it was packed downtown people were out and buildings were lit up and even little like mom and pops were had green it was it was really cool mm-hmm. so um anyway that we had a good day and then of course saturday went to sunday went to brunch sunday my actual birthday the fourth went to brunch at mansour's just meyer and i and then um We spent the day home watching the Super Bowl and This Is Us, and then I watched Fallon so I could see the cast of This Is Us, who were on afterwards. So I went to bed late, and it was a good day. It was snowy, but a good day. We have to tell our listeners, the last time we were here, you were coming up for the annual event of the Super Bowl party. and we had to bag that And we bagged it, yeah, for a lot of reasons, but... um, Mostly the weather. Yeah. Which I'm glad we did. Yes. I mean, I missed that chair. I, <laughs> I really miss that. It chair. hasn't so gone anywhere. I know, but it's so I good. know, but and, that the weather the fire, was an issue. It's always to create what this place is like. I love your townhouse at the at the lake, but when you're in there and we're sitting, the fire's going and the comfy leather recliners, and we're sitting there and we're. It's just such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. So Warm we'll have to go next year. It'll be the day. Um, my birthday will be the next day because it'll be third of February, won't it? Next year, Super I guess. Bowl. Think so. Maybe the Eagles will be in it again, and we could do fly Eagles fly. <laughs> yeah, well, I was in Philadelphia this week, this past week, and of course it was after the Super Bowl. So um, I went to King of Prussia. I went to a restaurant and I was absolutely blown away by how every single one of the uh, the stores that were in that particular area of the mall it was called the Founding Farmers. Yes. They have a bakery on the first floor. The restaurant is on the second floor. So when we came down the steps and saw the bakery, I realized there was a, a wonderful, uh, I forget what they call those uh, 
raised platter or something. You would put a cake on it, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it was filled with donuts. And they, the donuts all had green icing on them. Oh, for fill it for and the, the white laces of the football on the oh, top. Oh, cool. And they were selling the special donuts. And I thought, this is really cool because oh. every single store is trying to participate. I think it's wonderful. In some way, in, in getting something out of the relationship mm-hmm. with the Eagles. And how about Tom Wolf wore an Eagles hat when he yes, yes, yes. everybody the other day, which is cool. Yeah. I think that's neat. So um, as we are speaking... Um, to you you're hearing it on saturday but we're recording it on thursday at the time of the parade in philadelphia so we're just hoping that everything works out okay nobody gets stupid but um, I'm, I'm hoping that... I think the mayor called a few people knuckleheads. Yes, he I did. I love it. That's a perfect term. It is. Come on. But, you know, but you I, don't have to destroy and be stupid. No. Just to have fun. I caught a glimpse of it. I never understood it. that kind of behavior anyway. Well, me neither. I caught a glimpse of it uh, before I left the house to come down here, and there were just police everywhere. Yeah, well... And that's good. Mm-hmm. That was I'm good. I'm surprised the National Guard was... Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> Maybe they were in storage you. somewhere, ready to go. Woo. So, yeah, that was yay for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. And then, of course, you and Meyer and, and Patrick A. and I had a nice little get-together on Tuesday at Alfredo's, one we of did. our favorite joints. We haven't been there. Yeah. And who did we run into but... Ann Cadnarin. That's right. Ann Cadnarin. And our and friend Annie. Annie. Yes. And then Barbara. Yep was there later barbara cadden and uh, so it was old uh home weekend we have to give a shout out to brian williams because yes, he was there too he was talking to him but um yeah so it was uh a weird week though because it's been quiet it's like with this snow it delays every day for school school's off i mean it's yesterday was so quiet i did like that we got less snow than we, you know, well, I guess they said anywhere from four to eight, but thank God we got the lower end. Mm-hmm. And now the ice is unbelievable. Yep. There's a, there's a, from my like path in front of like a stone that I have a stonework in front of my bushes in front of my house to get over to my driveway. There would be from that point to the driveway, there had to be a, a big like area of ice, like an ice skating rink. And you literally, the snow, the, the ice had to be four inches deep. Yeah. It was unbelievable from the water runoff from the ice melt. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Well, but what can you do? It's well, winter. Hopefully, it's February. As you're listening today, this will be a nice warm day. And yeah, it's supposed to be melt. good this weekend. You yeah. know who we have to give a shout out birthdays to? Quick. Who? See, in in the Cadden family, it, there were birthdays every February for three years in a row. I February fourth, sixty one. My three sister, years in a row. Yes, my sister Barbara February eleventh, nineteen sixty two, oh. and my brother Jimmy February twelfth, nineteen sixty three. Then Timmy the next year, but not until December. So my sister Barbara, birthday uh, the the eleventh of um, February. Happy birthday to her. Mm-hmm. Sunita Aurora, one of our um, guest Sponsors. experts, uh, is her birthday. So happy birthday to Sunita. And then on the 12th, my brother Jimmy's birthday. Happy birthday, Jim Cadden Jr. And my brother-in-law, Ed Englesby's birthday is the 12th. So happy birthday to Ed as well. Well, your favorite paper boy's birthday was... The 6th, The 6th, right? yes. Same as Ronald Reagan? No, his name is uh, William P. No, Evans his name. I'm not, I said he has the same birthday as Ronald Reagan. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He was 6. Okay. 6. Well, mm-hmm. it also happens to be 
my um, college roommate's birthday. The same sixth? day, yes. Okay. That's Lynn Fister, who is living in uh, Atlanta, Georgia right now. So we've so. got a lot of people in February. Yeah, lots. Mm -hmm. And my other friend, good friend, Saray McAndrew, her birthday's the 13th, so happy birthday to Saray. Lots yes. happening. And then, of course, Valentine's Day. Ooh, yeah. My favorite day. I love it. It's your favorite day? It just, I just love it. I don't care if it's hokey, goofy. I don't care. I love hearts. I love the love part of it. Whether you have a love, just be, just feel love. I don't care. You don't have to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or anyone. Just it's, it's a day of love. That's what I like about it. Okay. It's always been, my mother used to, when we grew up, she would leave it something cute on our, for, on our uh, place setting for breakfast. She'd pick us up a little trinket and it was always a special day. So kind of grow up and think it's the same thing. I remember my mom used to make big, monstrous heart butter cookies, mm. and then she would put the. Um, she had. I don't. I don't think she had one of those uh, sacks, you know, where you you the icing is in it and you move it around. I think she had one of those uh, deals where it was in a canister, like whipped cream. Yeah, and she would just. Uh, all oh, yeah, around that, the edges, yeah, she yeah. would put that, and then she would write our name uh -huh. in the center of it. So we all had that big cookie, and I mean, it was big. It was a monster cookie. But you and, loved it, right? Oh, See? absolutely loved it. It was great. And we just, you you still have, make them, Lynn? You should make no. your own cutout cookies on, on Valentine's well, Day. Well, I don't and have... Give some to Patrick. She he would eat them. Oh, of course he'd, he'd eat, eat them with he'd the big bowl anything. of ice cream. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. He would eat anything. But no, I just don't have... Um, the skill set? No, I know how to make the cookies because it's the same ones she would make for Christmas. Okay, yeah. Only much Cookie smaller. Dough. Yeah. But um, I just don't think about doing it because it's I just, might have to do that hmm. this week and make a few cutouts with... Because I have really cool hard cookie cutters. That'd be neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there you go if you have one. Yeah, I think but I might do that. But she used to do this by making the drawing on a half, a folded piece of paper... And then she would just make the heart, half of the heart, cut it out, and then open it up and use that as her stencil, so to speak, uh, for how she was going to make the cookie. I was thinking of Shoyley today. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, we'll miss that. That was one of the things I really I know. missed Did about she make her it manner. all the way, like, right to the end for you? No. Just when I, you were kids? No, I think it was probably um, maybe in my 20s that she stopped doing it. Okay. And I think that's because... She um, thought you were no longer interested? Yeah. yeah. She Even though was, you probably would love it. I if would you, have loved yeah, them because they were so good. Especially that they are the same as the Christmas cookies right. she made. That, that and you're taste. thinking, okay, wait a minute, that was two months ago. I think we should have some more yeah. Christmas cookies. <laughs> that's always a good thing. That's always good. Yeah. Oh, so boy. I, I miss that. Um, but we've gone to some really wild and crazy places, Patrick and I, for, um, for, Valentine's, for Day? Valentine's Day. In New York, there was a place called the Cooing Doves, and he thought that was Cooing cool. Cooing Doves? The Cooing Doves. I love it. It was a very small, of course, as they all are, Ooh. small, Ooh. narrow restaurant, and they had cages all around with two doves in each of these cages Aww. and they would do this cooing thing all night it. long i love how they sound really cute and when you see those morning doves yes. there's always two of them my oh, grandmother yes. i always think of my grandma when i see them my nana um lee because she would always tell me do you see those doves if you see one you'll see another they're always together and i love the sound they make and i love their wings yes when they fly away they make a real yep. cool noise Love it. And then we went to uh, 
Le Grandouille, which is a wonderful French restaurant in New York. We've been to a couple places like that. You didn't that. have it's like just, pheasant under glass or anything? No, I don't do that stuff. No. Thank God. No, but they've been wonderful meals and wonderful opportunities, and I really miss that we don't have and that. where are you going this Valentine's uh, we, Day? As usual, he'll say me, wherever you want to go. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. That's a little too late at this point to be making <laughs> reservations. No. Well, so. I don't like to do that. I don't like going out on that. I, I mean, I don't like to go to a place where it's limited and they're going to tell you what you can order. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't I either. like to go to places that we like. So maybe we'll have to look at a place and we'll go. What do you think? Okay. Who that cares where good. it is, even if it's a heart-shaped pizza? That's fine. I could You know that, that Alfredo's yes. does have a heart-shaped pizza. No, I didn't know that. On Valentine's, yes. That's cute. I'm going to show you one. I have a picture. Meyer and I stopped there one year. I have. <laughs> I don't know which year. It'll tell me on my camera. And we stopped, and that's what we had. Okay. Of course, now, they. I don't know if they don't do the GF, so we'll have to. Well. But still. If you gave him enough lead time, No, I don't might. think so, because they have the shells. But that's okay. It's, it's, it's still fun to do. We'll look at a place and get cookies. Well, yeah. Um, Did you know what I ordered from when I was getting some things for, uh, after Christmas for Emma, Sean's girlfriend, who is uh, loves chocolate. So I went over to our friend um, Maggie at Nibbles and Bits, and they had the orders of chocolate-covered strawberries. So, of course, I got chocolate-covered strawberries. And you gave them to her this past no, weekend? No, no. I got them for me. I gave her oh. regular chocolates. <laughs> I got. I ordered the chocolate-covered strawberries <laughs> because they're always good to have and say, here, do you want one? And oh, you know, yes. Yeah. They always are good to have. I yes. love them. They're so And they're pretty. They're sprinkled with those little non-parel things. Yeah, but they're too juicy. They all drip all oh, over here trying to take oh, a bite God, out of them. Like I it. like the non pareils You just pop them in your mouth. Well, I, I don't mean that. that not, I just mean the little beads that are on them. Those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I did, um, good. when Tyler was in this past weekend, my stepson, we decided to go over to the Steamtown Mall in the afternoon on Saturday because I was hoping that um, the uh, aquariums were up ready. and running, uh -huh. but they weren't. It, they were still building them, putting them all together. But anyway, we went upstairs and we went to Basilico's and we had um, a slice of pizza and uh, all these different kinds. I had one that was buffalo. Uh, no, it wasn't buffalo wings. That was one. But this was chicken with um, mustard and cheese on it or something. And it was really, really good. Yum. And then as we were leaving, I looked outside and I said, Hmm, there's Gertrude Hawks. Yeah. I think we have to get something. So I went in there and bought some chocolate non-pareils for moi. And I said, what kind of um, non-pareils does uh, Jessica like? That's um, Tyler's wife. And he said, oh, she likes the uh, dark, uh, the milk chocolate. I said, okay, done. There you go. I got a bag for her in milk chocolate, a bag for me. Yum, yum. And it was wonderful. There we go. Yay, We're going to take a quick break. Um, you're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back with our guest expert from VREC. We'll be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Hi, 
everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And our first guest expert today is Dr. Nicole DeNova, who is the head cheese, as she calls herself, <laughs> of the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. Welcome, Dr. Nicole. Thank you. Thanks for having me, as always. So what are we going to talk about today? Um, well, there's lots of things that we can sort of chat about, but as always, thinking about um, animals as our family members and the financial sort of aspects about veterinary medicine and the changes that um, have been happening as years go on. Um, it just, we've talked about this before and I don't want to bring up an old topic, but it's just come up for us at the hospital in the last sort of month or so, the concept about having pet insurance. Yeah. I, I go through this so often, um, but you know, people sort of ask, oh, you guys must really hate it when people have pet insurance. We love, love it. it. Love, love, love it. Yeah. Um, and companies that are available uh, have changed so much over the last couple of decades. It's not the same insurance policies that you once thought. The insurance companies kind of ran it like it was your car, you know, for your dog, mm -hmm. but it's very different now. Um, I just recently had a client that came in. Uh, whose dog is extremely large, like a 200-some-odd-pound dog. So the expense for an animal wow. like that is, is extreme. <laughs> um, and for the first time, actually, in my career, um, we were able to have a discussion. And when I kind of delivered the news to her, without missing a beat, she said, I've got insurance, 90% coverage. It's not a problem. And I, it was like the first time in my career I started to realize if this continues... It's just taking the fatigue in some ways off veterinarians because, you know, we don't want to have to tell you that your dog has something wrong. And we certainly don't want to have to tell you that it needs some kind of advanced care and the expense that's involved. And so insurance is great. Mm -hmm. do, Nicole, do you have a rough estimate how much it costs? I mean, do you think people don't get it for fear it's too much money? Maybe. Or they, um, just, they just don't think about it? I think a lot of it is they just don't think about it. I wish primary care veterinarians would do a better job of talking to people right up front about get insurance for your pets. Immediately. Absolutely. It usually, you know, look, the average person doesn't even know that a hospital like ours exists let alone if they've made a trip to us, then they have to sort of say, oh, okay, now I know what we're talking about here. What can I do? Um, so I think it's it should be part of like the general puppy conversation. Uh -huh. Here's some vaccines. And by the way, you might want to pull out this insurance policy because you got a Labrador and chances are you're going to have a cruciate <laughs> tear in his future, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, different companies, different policies that you can purchase. But, you know, some policies are 20 bucks a month. Yeah. I some are 50 but if you think about 50 bucks a month, it would take you 10 years to equal what it might cost you if you have surgery. a single GDV mm -hmm. or, you know, some cruciate tears or something like that. So, yeah. I think like shelters and everybody should do their job of 
telling people it. that yeah or even even somebody when you're thinking what do i buy somebody for christmas what do that's i a do genius right? idea why Lori, that's why, a genius yeah, idea. why not say let's buy a uh, health insurance uh, uh pet insurance for you someone with with an animal mm -hmm. because it takes the burden off of them if it's about it's just say it's 50 mm -hmm. it's 600 dollars a year right i mean that's a wonderful gift to give somebody yeah absolutely. you know think about that maybe the um the other thing that had come up this past month for us, um, and this is just sort of like a, I always like their little PSAs almost. <laughs> um, we had a patient who came in uh, who was found on the side of the road and brought into us. And this was one of, it, believe it or not, this is less common than it should be. But they actually did have a microchip. That's oh, the yeah. first thing. The second thing is it was actually registered correctly. Oh. And that's the second thing that more often than not, we'll find a chip, but then it's not registered or somebody's moved enough times and they don't keep up on it and then they're sort of lost. So not only did we find the chip, we found the owner. We're able to contact them immediately, have them come down to the hospital. So it all worked out great in the end, but it's one of those reminders that if you do spend that money, I think that depending again on the company, it might be, you know, $8 a month, $5 a month or something. Mm -hmm. Just keep up the registration. Keep your address up to date. You move, change your phone number. You know, just don't forget to update that information. And how are, Nicole, do you have any statistics or any, any numbers of or uses of the masks for the animals that you did that? You got, that was a wonderful story. All the, how many months ago? October, November? Uh, yeah, or was so it sooner than that? It was that? earlier than that, okay. but this is where we had purchased some kits for the fire companies right. and houses in the region. Um, so we don't, I don't have in my walk around knowledge the numbers, but I can tell you that every single month since that event we still are being contacted and still sending out kits and every single month unfortunately we get some feedback about one place or another having to use the masks uh -huh. so but the you know we don't want them to be used but we're just no, happy that they're, they're there to be they, used yeah, yeah well, let's so. let's say what they are the masks so these are oxygen masks that um, are provided to first responders mm -hmm. and the big issue is that most uh, you know, fire companies or EMTs don't have appropriate masks to fit the faces, the muzzles of a cat or a dog. Um, they try to often adapt human products, but it doesn't work quite so well. And also it's an opportunity for us to educate EMS students um, either just coming out of a program or that are already on the field, but we can have them come in or we can go there and we educate the, them about how to supply the oxygen say at a you know a house fire or something of that nature mm -hmm. so it's just first response and taking care of pets and how many did you um disseminate um in that first event it was around 100 kits wow. um i can't say how many exactly we've done since then but i know it's a regular that um, was great coverage that you got on that too that well unfortunately it was great coverage but unfortunately the very next morning was I the story yep i think in taylor and the the oddity was that when they went to interview the EMT, he said, hey, before we walk out the door, don't forget those kits we just picked up yesterday. And he said it was sort of like a, just an off-cuff comment, and they just happened to grab it because they would have left it behind. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, they got yeah. there. And so we're just, you know, we're and just happy that they the dog? Yeah. yeah. Yay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Happy ending. It was like yeah. it couldn't have been uh, the setup of the story before, and that was yes. like so the perfectly matched, and mm -hmm. they were able 
to say oh it's mm-hmm. i yeah. hate like you you we, we just hearing so many things but i hate when i read you know once she's like whew, the people got out then when you read well the the dog was rescued and this and and even that guy um that dog did you read that word that samson was adopted by somebody he was oh, yes. his his owner was died, died in a house fire and he was oh. a rescue he was a uh what are the um a therapy dog yes, or, right. and he they somebody it was in the paper the other day that they they were able to get him a new home which Aww. was so good because yeah. he's an older german shepherd yeah i wish everybody would adopt older dogs i know they are today on the today show they had one of the local shelters and they had some doggies there and they were saying that the thing about older dogs we had this one dog who was a, a mix and his name he had like different color spots all over him. his name was speckles <laughs> and he just he was adorable and they what the woman said was puppies which everybody loves and they're so cute and you think you need them you don't know what their personality is right. but an older dog you are you can are they can tell you here's what he or she is like and will they adapt to your family because here's the personality of this dog so mm-hmm. I, I it's so i please the older dogs need to have to be loved as much as I think a lot of ones. people are worried that they're going to lose them. I know that's but I, exactly. I mean, my own personal. I had uh, adopted a eight-year-old border collie, and she lived till she was seventeen. So um, there you go. Yeah, uh, you know that's not a reason not to adopt. No, them. they need a home too, because so. they do, and they yeah, need they're great. They're so cute. So go to a shelter and, and adopt a adopt dog. Adopt an older dog. <laughs> Listen to our dog. I know. <laughs> I know, but I do. I love older. I just do. You just fall do in love it. with them. Well, and I'm for Christmas, someday, I'll I buy you an insurance See, policy. See, someday oh. I will. I there will. you go. I promise I will Full get circle. one. Well done. Well Look, done. at Meyer's dog, Nicole, is a cockapoo, and his name is Baxter, and he is <laughs> going to be 17 years old in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my brother had a schnauzer that lived to, I think he was like 22 or 23. I, I can't, that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Don't don't take that as the norm. No, obviously. it's not. It's totally not. But, oh, they're so, oh my God. Yeah. Love them. Hmm. Yeah. How'd you do with uh, the event last, was it last Friday? Yeah, Friday? we so we had a great event at Cooper's. This was the second year. It came about because we had a, uh, there's somebody that um, is associated with the family that owns a restaurant and also somebody that works there that knows us and um, had reached out to us last year and said, do you want to do this? We did it again. Um, gosh, here, I'm going to fail and somebody's going to clock me for it when I get back to the <laughs> hospital. But I think the the so benefits right. were something like three or $4,000 towards wow. the angel fund. $2,000 towards the That's angel fund. wonderful. Um, and it was a huge turnout this year, so it was wonderful. And we'll definitely be back next year. We may change the date slightly um, just to kind of accommodate just for, I think, animal people. It's a little bit hard. Plus, we, you know, it's cold and uh-huh. wintertime. Yeah. But it was and a great event, and we love it. And... Um, because if you That's change nice. the call, the the date, Nicole, they have that outdoor place. You might even get more people if you did it. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I didn't know about that part, or if that's what yeah. they utilize. But yes. I know that they do it year round, and it's it's just yeah. such a so wonderful, that might be cool. That might get more yeah. people. Yeah. So it was good it. fun. Lots of stuff. God, that's good money, though. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. It is. We had your is it Ange, what, Angela? Angie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love Angela, her. Yeah. She's she is great. a doll, yep. and she gave all of us the last month all of the information about um, what was going on with that. She's um, she's got a lot of good energy. We've got great people at love the her. hospital for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And today I saw a couple of your commercials this morning, so mm-hmm. that was a good thing. Saw too. you the other night. Yeah, and Dr. Dion. I so saw fun, just huh? that's who was on today. I'm looking oh, at her nice. face and I'm saying. She looks, and she has a special place in my heart because she helped me with <laughs> both of my doggies. And 
when I look at that girl's face, she looks like a baby, <laughs> doesn't she? She has just such a baby face. She just posted the... something on Facebook a week ago, and it looks like she's 12. And I yeah. said, oh, you haven't aged a day. And I said, I don't know how old you are in that picture, but it was back when she was in vet school. We all tease her about it. So. Well, she does. She looks yeah. like a child. Oh, my God. She's so sweet and so kind and so well, caring. it's one of those things, if you've got the genetics, it's great, because I can tell you her knowledge base is not that of a child. She's, oh, no. She's oh, awesome. God. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But it's good to have that great um, a brain and then still look like a, a baby. Yeah, <laughs> That's a good sure. thing. Oh, boy, oh, boy. All right. Well, so... Tell how, us. Yeah, how go ahead. Peeps, no, you can, how can peeps find you? Yeah. So um, our phone number is 570-587-7777. And you can go to our website, which is uh, V-R-E-C-P-A. That's actually getting revamped. So hopefully we'll have a new sort of website come up sometime soon. Yay. Um, but we also have a Facebook page, uh, Instagram account. Um, Jeez, if there's an account, it's got V-R-E-C-P-A. <laughs> so just look us up. Snapchat, I think, now as well. So we're out there. And I want to tell you that every time my husband sees those commercials on television, Aww. the last frame where you have the picture of the dog and the cat with the name, yeah. every time he says, I just love that picture. I think that is <laughs> so, so wonderful. <laughs> so I hope in the revamping of what you're doing, you keep that because that's really great. I will take it under advice. Okay, well, that sounds good. Well, of course good. he credits that for your two Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, of so course. Yeah, of course, go. the crazies. All right, well, Nicole, thank you very <laughs> thank much. You. And we will be back with our next guest ex expert, uh, attorney Barbara J. O'Hara, and we'll be right back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, uh, I'm Lynn Evans. I am the uh, managing director of Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm devoted to the financial needs and literacy of baby boomer women. And I'm also the, the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse podcast that's um, available, as we used to say, on Amazon. <laughs> it's, it's on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And our next guest expert today is Barbara, attorney Barbara J. O'Hara, who is a partner with Hughes, Nichols, and O'Hara on Drinkers East, Drinker Street in Dunmore. Barb has been practicing family law for 36 years. And Barb is with us. If you remember last month, we taught, are we continuing that? What we I, talked no, about or no? We're doing I, I'm something going new? to a new okay. topic. All right. New well, topic. We, that we way we have, have stuff numbers, we can though. plug in. Yeah. We, we do. <laughs> we still have numbers today? <laughs> yes. All right, yes, good. we do. We Yay. do. Seven I have found in Seven doing things. this for about five years that that <laughs> if I do numbers, Lynn enjoys that. So so we, we do that. And today we're doing um, seven things that science say predicts divorce. Okay. Which, okay. Um, so number one. Getting married in your teens or after age 32. So they looked at this statistically and said the people who get married very, very young, um, you know, that that's a high predictor for divorce. And people who get married way later, you know, you get married in your 40s or your 50s or whatever. And with the philosophy that, hey, you know, you can do it on your own. And when things get challenging in the relationship, you could call, call it quits. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? I, well, I kind of, I don't, I agree with the early one because I think, uh, who knows? 
because you're just so young. But then people defy that those odds too. But then I kind of agree. I don't necessarily as much agree with the later one, but I get it because what I would think is if you're so much, and not that 32 is older, but you almost like think, why do I need to do this? If oh, I think I, there, that's a component. I'm so set in my ways, uh, and so are you probably. And and there is a certain amount of set in your ways. And yeah, I, it's I have hard. friends that have never married, and you try to travel with them, and it's really challenging because yeah. they have one way of doing something, and that's the only way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you look at that and say, wow. That's... There's no give or take, I don't no. think, when you're not and married. You know you're, what? You're, that's it. I'm married 35 years this year, yeah. and there has to be a lot of give and take in a marriage. Uh, and absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't have that resiliency, it's kind of patience and everything else, which I do not. Well, I got married at 48. That was the first. Yes. That was the first time I was married. Did you think you you would ever be married? I did not think I would be married. Did you want to get married when you were little? I did and I didn't. Uh, It's interesting because I remember talking to my mom about it and. You know, in her generation, that's what women did. Yes. You, you, that was, that was, was really number your only one option. priority was yeah. to find a good husband <laughs> and kind of look the other way at anything that went on that you didn't like. That's just how it was. So um, <clears throat> I just, based on that, I just said, I, I don't want to get married. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in what doing this. What convinced you otherwise? Uh, Patrick Adenab. Yeah. <laughs> you found the right guy. Um, I found... Yes, I found somebody that I, I think that when I was dating, uh, most of the men that I dated were intimidated by who I was. Mm-hmm. They just, they were like, okay, that's great, you know, but then I kind of was looking for something else or what. I, oh, okay, goodbye, see you later. Yeah. And that was fine. It's like you said, you know, you realize and at you some point. And you can support yourself. I can so you do this. didn't need, I don't need a it. man for the economics. So I think it was just that. What Patrick offered me at that time was an opportunity to live in a different world that I had never really known how to navigate, which was Manhattan. Um, And I just thought that was really pretty cool. When I would go to visit him all the time, we would have a blast. And I completely relied on him to help me get through the city because he was born and raised in Brooklyn and lived in Manhattan and in, and in New Jersey. This was just old home week for him. I was challenged by that, mm-hmm. by the bigger picture, by the, the calling of something bigger than what I was used to. And did you think you couldn't <clears throat> do it? By myself? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And they say that what attracts you to other people are qualities that you have that you don't own. Okay. But does that mean you have? You have. So she had the skill and the ability to do it, but she didn't own them. She wasn't Mm -hmm. owning that as something she could do. So she found it intriguing in the in Patrick and exciting but really what that was doing was stimulating her own excitement because she's thinking I I can't do it but really she could she didn't own her own action Mm -hmm. but then when she got to that afforded he afforded her that opportunity I bet it became quickly that you quickly you realized you could do it right yeah Yes, and you became <laughs> as conversant as he, yes. he was about New York City. And as comfortable with uh, the, the people he associated with. Mm-hmm. You know, there were times where I just felt like, oh, I'm not up to this level. I, you know, I, I'm I totally intimidated the by station. these. Station. Yeah, so, uh, you know. That's interesting. I thought that was interesting that it worked at 48, but not for the reasons that one would normally have married at 28. Sure. You know, sure. a completely different yes. world. Yeah. Yes. So um, that was, it, and it was 
interesting that we both lived in our own homes for a long time because I had the business here. He was working and employed in New York City. So we kind of had a good deal. We'd see each other on the weekends. And you were married? Not at that point, Okay, Mm because I think that that makes it work, too. If you don't live together with your husband, your mate, it's ideal. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Like, I'm not against marriage. I just don't want anyone in the same house with me. And then when when he lost his job. Because I think that's what causes the because when he lost his job, too much con- contact, and he yeah. couldn't, couldn't hang out. You know, I just said like, "Oh, I don't know about this part. Can you please go back to the order? Yeah. I love it. Well, well you know, do what? You see I see in your practice. Though? I see in my practice when people have too much togetherness, they drive they, each other They nuts, come right? in and say, "Wow, I can't Get take twenty four hours a day." Yeah. And now that I'm retired, or oh, she's retired, or whatever, story. that's a real challenge <laughs> on a relationship because now it's twenty four seven, or they start working together. And and where it's that all day long. And I had a woman say to me, you know, we work together, we lit, we eat together, we sleep together. Something's got to give. And I said to her, why don't you get, get a different job? Yeah. And she looked at me like that was the first time she thought about that. And she said... Well, yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I mean, know so much, many people uh, who love to be together like that, though. And I think, oh, yeah. God. And you know what? It, it, that takes the right kind of person. Well, you know those birthday uh, cards that are out there now? I got a, two of them. One, and the inside just says, that's all. And they're black. They're white with black lettering. They're very, I don't know who makes them. Yeah. Well, Meyer gave me one that said, I love you I love you very much, even though you aggravate me. And then the inside says, that's all. I said, excuse <laughs> me, I could give this to you. <laughs> Don't even say that. Like, you know, but it's the truth. It's that we're aggravating to each other, right? Okay, on that note, number two. When a husband doesn't work full time, and I'm seeing this an awful lot of not just the the guy who works part time sporadically um, and or she makes so much more. And that that's becoming a bigger and bigger issue as you see 40 percent of the women nationally not necessarily in this area but nationally make more than their spouse Mm -hmm. and you look at that and there's there's a conflict that maybe nobody talks about or people do and those couples where that becomes a big issue and he feels threatened and she feels like why don't you get a job buddy so or why don't you get a good paying job and you have mm-hmm. all of that going on because years ago, when he was the high high paid paid um, partner in the in the relationship, and she was was making a lot less, society didn't judge that and say that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's and, definitely it's and a now when it's thing, the right? opposite gender, there it, there's a judging by society. There's a judging by spouses in some cases mm-hmm. because I'm seeing women that are very well compensated, married to a guy who is not, and there's that, well, why doesn't he pull his weight? Or yeah. why am I taking care of the house, the kids, and I make more more than he does, and what do I need him for? Okay, but I would say, now this, I'm going out on a limb here. I would say that women think more about that than men think when they're the breadwinner that women should pull their own weight. Yes, because oh, of society. Because yeah. men don't yeah. think that way. Yeah. They don't and, really think until the divorce comes and then they don't want to let go or they don't think that they're worth this or that. But while they're there and raising their children and doing things, men, I don't think, rarely complain about 
about them being the, making all the money and the wife not. I don't. That's what I, I, I see never in my really practice. heard that. That's what I, I see in my practice. I do hear that. the. I told Women her to go complain. out and get a job, and she never did. Or she got this minimal job, and she keeps all of her money, and all of my money goes towards the family, but her, her hers is mad money. Well, that comes and at there's the a resentment time. there. Yeah, but I think for the most part they don't unless something comes up. But that's societal, I think. Yeah, right. Because it's the expectation or at of, yeah. you know, I don't think they're necessarily better at it. Well, but I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. think they're a little bit better at adjusting than we are we complain more about it they don't that's how i mean it they we as women complain more about a husband who might be somewhat of a deadbeat and we're making the money and doing what we can more than a man would complain about a woman who might be perceived as a deadbeat but do you know what i mean i think it's yeah. it, it's more complaining uh, on our i end. think women. there's there's less male complaining because there's an expectation yeah a societal whatever, but, expectation of yeah. he's going to provide for his family right right whereas there's not that strong societal expectation on women, but I think know, there are those of us that do. Mm -hmm. Very interesting to see what happens in uh -oh. the next, in two generations from now, and see how that sets up. Because as you just said, 40% is the number of women who out earn their husbands. Right. So a lot of the attendant societal <clears throat> structures will really be challenged by that, especially when it gets to 50% or even more. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, that's not going to happen in the next 10 years. But no, I think that yeah. as we move towards more of that, a lot of these societal expectations are going to have to change or marriage will not continue. And that's a possibility, too. Well, you know what? I, I agree with you, but it's not necessarily marriage because people are living together and having children. Yeah. And that expectation of we're going to have this family and who's really going to be the keeper of the, of the, the, the list. Who's regardless the one that, of whether it is marriage or not. Is that right. what you mean? We're regardless of whether or not yeah. it is marriage. I think there's more pressure on the, the person who is the one that makes the family go, keeps the schedule. You know, Johnny has a, mm -hmm. a, a doctor's appointment and this kid has soccer practice and who's going to make sure you stop working to run out and get right. get them and yeah. even if you assign that task you know are you the one that everything everything is you and you wake up in the morning and say it's tuesday we have scouts tonight we have soccer tonight we have this and the you know the other partner says oh i, I Boy, why do you think like that? Well, somebody's got to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. Um, the third is showing contempt for your partner. And actually, Lynn and I have talked about this before, because sometimes you can pick that up from, from talking to a couple. Yeah. And if there's that contempt over anything, whether it's financial or, you know, how they treat them or whatever, when you show contempt for your partner, boy, why in the world stay? Mm-hmm. And... You know, some people stay in bad relationships for a variety of reasons, but but the showing contempt, you've experienced that, yeah, right? I have. I could see just in the financial piece of it, we have uh, married couples talk about, especially when you get into expenses, then you really can't, you know, get you can't get past that because the bitterness is still there and it comes out in every piece of the conversation. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna wrap it up, Barb. See how I only got through three out of seven, Again, so I have to come back next month. <laughs> okay. Barb, tell everyone how they can get in touch with you. Uh, I I practice in in Dunmore, Pennsylvania. My office is at 1421 East Drinker Street. 
In Dunmore, I can be reached at 570-344-7171. I've been practicing for 37 years in the area of family law, and I practice in Lackawanna, Luzerne, Susquehanna, Wayne, and Wyoming. Thank you very thank much. You. 37 it is now. I yes. think it's a new year. That's Time right. marches on. There we go. Okay, everybody, thanks okay. for listening. Have a wonderful thank you for having weekend, me. everybody. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.